Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In this session, Andrew is again under immense pressure as he is suddenly in several interview processes that he has limited time to prepare for. We review what he should focus on most to try and give himself the best shot at landing a solid internship offer. But first, take a listen from Andrew himself from the weeks leading up to this session. Just kind of like an overview on the past week. Um... I applied to a few jobs, a few summer analyst private equity jobs in Toronto. Um, on top of that, I also received a few interviews and a few interview requests, uh, a few I'm probably going to have to end up turning down. So last Sunday night, I ended up doing a private equity interview with BCI's private equity team. Um, started off pretty easy. It was just a few uh, behaviorals, and then he, he ultimately got into rapid-fire technicals, kind of just for behaviorals. He's kind of just asking, just like walking through your resume. He's like, I'm looking at it like right now. Um, and then he kind of moved on to um, like, what are some key like qualities or characteristics that I took away from my past few internships, uh, like with my experience, like at the Impact Fund as well as here at PSP. Um, so I kind of played to that. And then as he was asking a little bit why, why Victoria? So I had a pretty good story because I'm also from a small town on the, on the coast. Um, so he, he really liked that. He thought my, my story fit very well with um, kind of my application and what they were looking for. And then just moving on to technicals, um, I, I really kind of knew ahead of time like what was going to be on it because one of my friends had actually done this interview a few months ago. So he, he pretty much like started with uh, walking me from EBITDA to levered free cash flow. Um, so it was also pretty easy because I also had notes just to supplement um, in case I draw a blank. Um, second question was walking through an LBO model. Um, so I, it helped that I'd recently done like an LBO modeling seminar for, I think it was only like a four hour seminar, but it still helped a lot. So I had, I referenced that model a little bit before the call, just in case that question was asked. He only really dug into a few things. It was like, what what would be a few things that would impact your EBITDA exit multiple? Um, 
So I had a few uh, few things to answer to that. So like your company could your company's industry could be in like a few different growth stages or contraction stages, or overall the company might just be growing at a faster rate than its industry. Um, and then there was an accounting walkthrough question. So it was a PPE sold at 500 million. Its book value was 400 million. So just walk him through the impacts on the financial statements. So initially I forgot the the tax component. Um, so after I was already on the cash flow statement, I walked myself back to the income statement. Um, and then I informed him that, yes, there would be a lot of taxes on this. Um, and then I ended up checking the answer um, later on and I ended up getting it um, correct. Uh, and then another question was when you're in an IC meeting, um, your IRR for projects have a floor of, I, or of 17% or 18% and this one uh, this one investment's base case is 17%. What are a few ways we can do to, to boost IRR? So I also researched that before the call, so it really helped. Um, and then finally, there was a question. It was, so as a pension fund, what would be more important in investment? Uh, your multiple on the invested capital or your IRR and explain. So as a pension fund, you'd be looking more at IRR because you're investing long-term and that's time-sensitive versus MOIC would just be focusing on just your multiples on invested capital doesn't take take into consideration time. So yeah, I was a little bit on that. Um, I also have an investment banking interview coming up this Friday. So kind of what I'm doing to prep is I'm probably going to end up staying awake for the next maybe five hours. It's 6.30 in Montreal right now. Um, so I've got that on Friday and I also have to study a little bit for an interview tomorrow with an alternative investments uh, uh, firm in Toronto. So uh, it's a little bit of a busy week, but I think I'll I'll be able to press through it, especially with the with the IB interview being mostly um, general questions. And I know a few friends who've done an interview with this exact interviewer in years past. So I think I'll be able to perform pretty strong on that. So that is in Toronto, um, but it's over the phone for the interview. So I'd imagine second round would be a flown out super day or a Skype super day. Yeah. So that's the recap. Kind of just a recap over the last uh, week. Um, essentially, I had one interview on last Wednesday. I think it went pretty well. I, I'll find the results out this week, and that is for an alternative investments job in Canada. I'm not at a pension fund this time, so it's a little bit different. Um, on the other front, I had... Uh, I had my CIBC investment banking interview moved from last Friday to mid-October, so I still have roughly a week or so to prep for that, and I think I'll fare pretty well. Um, just seeing that it's over the phone, and I've done a majority of my interviews over the phone, I think I'm pretty comfortable just running through a lot of scenarios on that front. Um, besides that, I had three interviews today, so it was pretty crazy. Um, started off this morning with the RBC Global Markets Program. Um, at first, um, basically just, yeah, run me through um, your resume, talk a little bit more about yourself, um, opt into a few of the technical questions, um, some of the parts of what I said about my um, where I see the economy going didn't, um, didn't make too much sense, um, so I was a little rusty there, and that was, that was mainly my, my uh, lack of preparation for this interview because I did have two others that I that put a lot more work into, so... I knew I was going to be a little bit rusty going in, so 
from there, the rest of the conversation kind of just was based around what I've done, uh, where I would want to see myself in the rotational program. So I know equity research would have been a huge factor um, just in there because that's what I essentially was doing for my school's investment fund. And I really stressed that heavily and I stressed some of the relationships that I had at, at RBC with a few of the equity research uh, VPs and a few of the people who had gone through the rotational program before that. So I think I covered a few of my bases there. Moving towards my RBC investment banking interview, um, started off as really casual. Just, again, walk me through your background. What do you like to do in your spare time? And then we moved on to a few technicals. They were very, very high level, and, and she never really dug too deep into any of my answers, so it was pretty surprising. It was kind of just like walk me through the main valuation methods. What are a few acquisitions that um, you've paid attention to in the market? So... I actually looked into uh, Onyx, uh, their acquisition of WestJet. I think that happened just last May. And it was funny, too, because after going back, I had one of my friends look her up on LinkedIn, and it turns out she has a lot of mutuals, and a lot of the similar people actually work at Onyx. So I'm not too surprised if, if she knows people that would know more about the deal than me. But I think I had a good high-level understanding of it. Uh, and kind of from there, just just talked about um, which kind of valuation methods would give you the highest uh, <clears throat> with the highest value and just run down the list on that front and then just talked a bit about leadership and strengths weaknesses I think I really hit it out of the park and then just to wrap things up on that interview um, she said that she was very impressed with her discussion and that she'd take her notes to HR and then finally just moving on to the Oxford properties interview it was it was actually quite weird um, it was a WebEx interview, and it was the internet connection was terrible. And they were essentially just reading off of a paper. They didn't seem interested at all. So I really took away from it that I don't want to work at Oxford Properties just based on the people that I spoke to. They just seemed so unqualified, and I don't even know how they got there. So that was pretty funny. Um, moving on through the next few days, I do have another real estate specific interview on Wednesday morning and then I'm pretty much just prepping for my next few investment banking interviews. So I know I have a mock interview tomorrow at 2 p.m. and that's with an ex-CIBC banker from Calgary. So she'll run me through a bit of the interviews that she had done. Um, and I'm really hoping to gain a lot of that and really just prep uh, and do my best. A recap on the last week, last Monday, I had three interviews pretty much back to back to back. Uh, I actually heard back from one of those interviews where it was essentially for the RBC Global Markets Rotational Program. Didn't think it went very well, but I just got a final round interview um, request on Friday. Uh, I sent you that to you in Skype. So it's essentially three 30 minute interviews. Um, there's a few uh, equity research people few fixed income, few debt market people that I'll be interviewing with. So kind of to prepare for that, I've just read through a lot of the recent news, kind of um, all the investment banking um, guides for the fixed income, stuff like that. Really just trying to prep myself for any kinds of technical questions I wouldn't really be expecting. Um, so I did that pretty much this whole weekend. It's, it's a long weekend in Canada. I have today off. Um, so I spent today studying and then um, on my other job front for CIBC Investment Banking, I actually had to talk with a, a VP just throughout the week. He's actually in their 
um, financial sponsors group. So he's just telling me all about how the program was set up. And then I kind of dropped it on him that I was actually going to be interviewing there in a few weeks. He thought I, I'd kind of missed the boat, but I informed him that I wasn't, uh, wasn't late that I'd be interviewing in the non-target bucket, which I guess is, uh, normal, um, normal for these organizations. So yeah, on that, on that end, I've still got another week to prep for that. And I'm just trying to get in as many phone calls and as many mocks as I can just to really be prepped and just kill it in case I do have to take that interview. But on, for this Wednesday, I'm really trying to prep hard and um, grind out those three interviews. And then I'll find out that night or the next morning if I'm accepted to that program. And that would probably be my, my number one pick just as it would give me so much exposure to uh, capital markets in Canada. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that and just brushing up on on all the recent news and kind of just trying to form opinions from there. But I guess we'll talk on Tuesday night more about this. Awesome. So remind me, it's it's capital markets, right, coming up? Yeah, so tomorrow at uh, from 10 to noon, I've got three 30-minute interviews. Uh, is, is that a Six interviewer names. Is that the final yeah. thing? This is, this is super. So I'll find out tomorrow. Tomorrow night, early Thursday morning, if I if I get that or not, but so that'll be exciting. Very exciting. Um, so I assume right now, so it's it's capital markets and fixed income. Is that correct? How did how should I think about it? It's like a rotational. So like there's like debt capital markets, like fixed income currencies, and then I think there's like also like equity research people that'll be interviewing me. And so, this, is for, this is for RBC, correct? Yeah, for RBC. So let me share my Toronto. screen. Let me show you some stuff I have here. That's what I thought yeah. it was. Uh, have you looked through the company database yet? Yes, I've seen stuff like that. Um, I don't know if they'd have it for the exact position. Toronto Equity Capital Markets right here. That could be it, yeah. So there's a couple in here that looked pretty relevant, and some of the stuff was interesting. One of them kind of scared me. It says, one of the questions says, why aren't you applying for an actual investment banking role if that's where you want to be in a couple of years? I'm like, if he gets that <laughs> trouble because you have applied, right? Have applied, right? <laughs> yeah. So just be ready to answer oh, that. No. Be like, just just be ready to answer. Be like, you know, I'm, I'm young. I'm just trying to, I want to be in the right, you know, the great firm. And, um, you know, capital markets definitely interest me. Yeah. You don't have to hide from that. so much exposure you can get between all the yeah. yeah you, you don't have to hide from that you know what i mean don't like feel like if they're attacking you or being really aggressive about it um yeah you know be like look i know i'd be really lucky just to get an you know an offer here just being super humble you know and, and likable be like you know i'm from a non-target i <laughs> i think it'd be it'd be <laughs> silly if i didn't apply and assumed i could just get whatever you know i know there's yeah exactly and i think that's a good answer because then they can that'll quickly hopefully shut them up um and then in terms of like yeah i would definitely look through these anything that's rbc capital markets like in the capital markets division because you look by division mm -hmm. in toronto i would definitely be looking at those because you could get like word for word those types of things um those types of questions another one i saw um what made you choose RBC? You know, that's, um, you know, that's, um, that's pretty typical. Yeah. Pretty typical. Pretty typical. There's a little echo. Do you have a headset? Yeah. 
Yeah, here, I'll, I'll plug in. Cool, thanks. Not that I don't love hearing myself. <laughs> oh, shoot, now I can't hear you. Now I can't hear your audio. Nothing. It's a, it's like a busted pair of old headphones that I have, so I need to, I need to cool. stock up on some new ones pretty cool. soon. No worries. Um, so let's just. Uh, what do you think? So tomorrow, do you want to go use this session as more like a technical interview, like dive into some of that stuff? I assume you saw in the technical core interview course we have like specific things on bonds, loans, interest rates, and currencies. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that. I was on that. I was on that a bit this weekend. Yeah, so I would focus most of your time on just those three modules, like the bonds, loans, interest rates, currencies, and options and derivatives. Maybe, well, maybe not options and derivatives as much, um, but definitely, oh yeah, stocks too. Um, mm -hmm. and, and make sure you're really comfortable around those because nine times out of ten, you're going to get stuff very similar to that. So do you want to, do you think it'd be helpful to go through that? So tell me, so you have that interview on tomorrow, correct? Yeah, tomorrow and then and I've got a... Yeah, tell me what else. And then there's a first round for CIBC investment bank. Like the, the non-target buckets. So I don't know, I think they only end up hiring like one or two from that pool, not even. But my, when, when is that? Yeah, my academic director for like, okay, yeah. Um, October 22nd, so I still have, yeah, but we, still got a, a week, so pretty much right after this, if if I don't end up getting this one, then I'll pretty much just study my ass off for that, see where I go. Yeah, I think that's good. Just focus on the one for tomorrow, and then um, how have you, have you been able to do any mocks leading up to this? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> do you want me to do a quick one right now, like a 10 minute, 15 minute? Uh, yeah, I, I guess why not? I'm it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Um, all right, let me see. And yeah, if, if you don't know something, it's fine. You can just brush up on it. I'm not trying to like bust you right now. It's just more of, I want to see, um, where you might need a little more touching up. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Capital, this isn't a good for capital markets. Let me go back here. I'm trying to find a really good. I really want to focus on capital markets, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And this isn't my expert. This is my expertise either. So it's it's hard for me to even like. <laughs> Great, Jen. So do you know the difference between an investment grade bond and a junk bond? Yeah, investment grade, they're not as risky, and the, the high yields are a lot riskier. Do you know like the actual rank, the what's considered a, a junk bond credit rating? So would like uh, would triple B be? No, I, like I can see it right there. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say so. No. Yep. Okay. So like, would would interest rates be higher or lower on the investment grade bond? They'd be lower than high yield. Right. Okay. Right. Um, you're just gonna cheat. You're gonna just look at all the answers right here on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see here. Do you know the current yield on the ten-year Treasury? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably sitting right around like one point six, between one point six and one point seven. I'd imagine somewhere around that. I have no idea. 
Um, would you put uh, subordinated debt or common stock? Which what's higher on the capital structure? Well, I can see it right there, but it's mainly because um, your debtors are going to have the the first uh, dibs on your like uh, liquidation versus your stockholders are last because they're like uh, they take the risk they take the most risk just as um as they can see the most return versus your your debtors so like your like fixed uh, percentage um like debt holders or whatever they're gonna like get a fixed percentage every every month every quarter every year for sure yeah. um do you know um what some companies you're following now do you follow do you follow any specific markets in in canada or specific stocks uh just uh just real estate just the few that i've pitched and that have been pitched to to my school fund do you think those were um good investments yeah i think definitely so, so the one that i'd pitched i'd originally pitched it it was like 18 dollars 30 cents it was like a local apartment reit um just, just hit like a billion market at the time and then it started to get a lot more coverage um they started moving uh, to like central canada for like some of their acquisitions and um so it was like 18 dollars when i pitched it originally it's sitting i think right around like 20 2060 now so that was just um just since april and then another one we didn't end up buying but it was like a it's like a retail fuel company and they see they don't they're not exposed as much to like the the price of oil is there. I have to look into it more, but for the exact, actually, it was pretty, pretty cool, and it was actually recommended by one of the directors in the fund. So I can just look through that, okay. through that deck, and just kind of learn the company more. Yeah, be really polished at least on one of those. Yeah, definitely. That's no what pressure. you just have so four hours or less than twenty four hours. <laughs> I'd um, what was it? I messaged my one connection there, um, who's VP of like equity research for for RBC, and then he said, um, "I'll read you the email." Um, apologies for the delayed response. Um, I can't give you anything too specific, but a few high-level pointers would be: prepare both long and short stock pitch. Probably a good idea for one of them to be on the real estate space, just considering your role. The interviewing team will likely dive a bit deeper into the weeds considering your experience um, prepared for the interviewers to ask about your interest beyond rotating and like equity research so he said for example like debt capital markets fixed income stuff like that and then think about a couple other sectors of interest your resume would suggest real estate um, so like like you were saying obviously um, um, and then he said placement will be highly dependent on capacity needs. So I, I guess since he's listing debt capital markets, I'd say that's probably a, a dominant team for, for the interns. Where they need help, you mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah, I mean, so let's start at the top there. Long and short pitch prepared. Tell me, do you have anything prepared? Uh, not Nothing off the cuff right now. Um, I think it's, literally just going to go back and review review the successful ones that i've had and just brush up on the on the new numbers new prices and kind of what's the strategy behind that and then for the short one i think i might just steal one of my buddies that he uh he and i worked on a little bit and just 
have like high level on that and kind of where I would see that investment going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important when you're talking about a short specifically to hone in on like the catalyst of what's going to drive it lower. Because even yeah. if you can say like it's super valuable, it's it's better if there's like a, an event coming up, like a, um, like a refinancing that they're not going to be able to do or something like that. Um, that all mm. that work on mm. the timing. Because if you just say, oh, it's overvalued. Look at these, you know, the historical numbers. Look at all this. Um, they're going to probably push you harder on that and dive into it. So be prepared yeah. to like, no, ideally there's some sort of event or catalyst and hopefully the, the short you worked on hasn't played out. Um, you almost want it to have gone up more to make it even more of a, a juicy short. <laughs> mm -hmm. since, since yeah, definitely. On it. Um, but yeah, I yeah. definitely leverage whatever you can. There's also, um, if you don't have access to the hedge fund course, you, we can get you access tonight to that. There's some shorts in there um, or just an idea of how you can, it might give you an idea how you can structure it and the types of questions you'll get asked. You can download like a template of a short, mm -hmm. a short pitch and just try to like take the company you already have and know well and, and fill in that sheet there. Cause mm -hmm. if they're going to ask you that and you're not, you don't know the industry and or the company well, you're going to be in deep trouble. It's yeah. Hard. Um, versus if it's something already polished, they're going to be impressed. That's going to set the interview up for, for success when they start getting the behaviorals and the behaviorals, I think you'll be fine. Um, mm -hmm. We can dive in a little bit more here, but is there something specific you wanted to go through um, with me? I mean, we can do more like behavioral stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the hardest questions would be for this one since it's a rotational, maybe like what would I most want to focus on? Would I, I don't even see that being a tough question to answer. What would you say? Their behaviors. Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd really like to, to get a rotation in the, in like the debt uh, capital markets team, just because it's such a huge industry and uh, there's so many areas you can specialize inside of that. And it's, it's never really seen as like the, the sexy industry, but I think there's a lot of potential and you can really like work your ass off and, and like go up the ranks. You, say, you don't want to be saying work your ass off. No. Like that, but like, what are you going to say? No, what are you going to say to them? Like, do you have something prepped for like, so you, you want to say DCM, but is there specific things around uh, debt capital markets that interest you? Uh, uh, in particular, like nothing besides like the size of the debt industry. Um, kind of, it's, it's always in need, like companies will always need debt versus certain companies aren't always going to want to issue uh, equity or do like seasoned offerings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's all, always in need and it's such a huge industry that I could just see myself going into that direction. Yeah. I think the other answer you could give that might be helpful is if you're going to say DCM is interesting. I, I, I think you can also say, to be honest, like I'm still learning a lot about these industries and you know, the reputation that, that RBC has in DCM is, is really strong. So to be in, you know, a strong group with, with really intelligent people, although I'm sure all groups have, have brilliant people. It's really just what mm -hmm. my focus is on since I'm so young and still trying to learn so much. So like yeah. always taking the humble approach versus trying to like show you know so much is almost a better approach. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like instead of trying to show off, like usually the way, the way, the best way to show off is really at the end with the questions. Um, okay. Not, and you don't want to be like uh, go overboard and be like ask all these technical questions, but enough nuance there um, that shows you understand how the bank works. 
like how DCM interacts with equity research and these other, you know, these other desks enough where you've talked to people where you kind of understand how those, how those structures work. So for me, if you're saying like, what would you rather be in? If you said to me, like, you know, to be honest, I, I still feel like I have a lot to learn, um, but I'm, I'm ready to work incredibly hard. And um, DCM seems really interesting to me because you're obviously you know, the, the amount of capital being put to work nowadays at, with RBC and it's a really, it's a really strong desk. And I don't know if that's true for them. I assume it is. Um, I think it's, it's really exciting um, when you get to help, help bring an issue to, to market or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I think that would, that would be a good answer because you're not like trying to be like tech capital works is my dream since I was a young kid. You know what I mean? But you're just saying it's yeah. more the bank's reputation and specifically in that group, they're really strong and you've heard, you've heard good things from the people you've spoken with. Yeah. If you can name drop, like I, I spoke with that, and he seemed really, you know, he seemed to have great things to say about DCM at RBC. That's, yeah. you can always kind of pull from there <laughs> versus trying to like, yeah, I think, I think versus trying to wade your way through the, like the, the mental gymnastics of saying like companies need debt. You know, and they don't always want to issue equity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like little things like that. Um, it'll be more mm -hmm. comfortable to you. It's more honest. You know, it's more genuine. Um, and I think the most important thing is that they come out of here thinking you're a hard worker, and that you're you're genuine. You're you're gonna just um, you're not trying to be like you know Wolf of Wall Street or something. <laughs> like, not trying to like give them a, like, give them some sort of BS. You know, try not trying to feed them any BS. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you can just keep coming back to like you're just learning more, you want to be around smart people, and you think RBC has an incredible, obviously, an incredible reputation, um, then I think that's going to get you a long way. If you say that a few times, you don't want to keep like harping on it, but if you can s drop it a few times, it's not going to hurt you. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So just the uh, just don't don't feed like the loaded uh, loaded answers with like why like what I was pretty much answering, and kind of just be take like the humble approach and say oh from from like who i've spoken to who's clearly knows a lot about the industry knows that this is a really, really good desk to be on and this rotational program is just an incredible opportunity yeah exactly to learn you know i, yeah, think, exactly I think each each group and each desk has their own unique um things you can pull from so equity research like being able to go and take those deep dives into specific industries and specific companies is really fascinating dcm being able to you know look at um the, the the capital markets and understanding a little bit of how those work and how issuances are done, how the whole, you know, I assume with DCM, they do like a road, you know, how the roadshow, how an issuance is formed and, and that whole process, mm -hmm. something that would be incredible to learn as well. So like just showing that you're eager to learn, but you understand little bits and pieces about how each of the, like what each of them are. And it sounds yeah. simple, but it's like, it's enough to, to that for them to be like, just nodding and be like, okay, he, he gets how everything interacts. He's, he's not like, um, He's not lost. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. Can go a long way. Okay, cool. Cool. So, um, 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 there you go. Sorry, yeah. I, I put on my video just to, or sh I'll share my screen. That's probably better. Um, so, I think for, for just in terms of prepping for you, uh, I think tonight, I would first go through the company's yeah. advice to look specifically for capital markets questions um, mm -hmm. in Toronto. 
And it can be from a couple of years back because it could be the same associates and VPs there that you're going to be interviewing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely do that. Um, I would definitely um, get your, actually, I, I would start with your long pitch and your short pitch. Um, because if, if you're, if the guy there said that they're going to ask you that, I think not being prepped for that would be a shame. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what else did he say in the email? What was the second part? Uh, second. Uh, the interviewing team will likely dive a bit deeper into the weeds considering your work experience. Yeah. So they're going to want to know about your specific deals. Yeah, so like everything that I've been working on so far. Yeah, so like knowing those numbers well will be important. Did you ever have a chance to walk through with the analyst, her model, with her? No, I I haven't. uh, I didn't get the chance with that. I can pretty much just go back and kind of pull like what the like rough like returns were, like unlevered, stuff like that. Yeah, I would look at that. But then, yeah, if you can, like if you know the rough numbers in terms of top line, bottom line, that type of stuff, not just like the overall returns. Mm-hmm. It could be important to know those. Yeah. Just to say that like, you know, you weren't running the model, but you were you were still interested and curious and, you know, you were following along, you know, the, the rough numbers. Yeah. I think it would be good to show like interest and stuff like that. Um, make sure you're looking at what the values and culture um, on their annual report. This this tip had that in there. Um, read over the annual report and letters to shareholders gives quite a bit of information about the company and their culture. Um, it might ask you kind of questions in Excel about how pro- about the products and how RBC generates revenue. It says, which is interesting. But yeah, just look through these uh, after you get the long and short kind of tied up. I'd maybe have like a one page summary on each of them. In terms of the main points, so you can have like a cheat sheet studying going in, so you're you feel like you're you're decently prepped for that. That's a good thing to have, mm-hmm. anyways, because any other interviews, there's there's potential to be like, tell me a short, tell me a long. Like even in a banking interview, you can get that sometimes. So yeah. it's not a bad idea to have them either way. So it's even if they don't ask you tomorrow, it'll be something where um, you can leverage it probably in the future. Um, what else? Uh, Man, I'm seeing a lot of like technical stuff here, but hopefully that's not. <laughs> well, like the the first round that I had with this one, it wasn't. It was pretty much like the same description. It said it would be like a mix, like a conversational mix of behaviorals and technicals, and that was the same like description I had for this next one. And it wasn't. It was really technical. Like a lot of the questions were pretty straightforward. Like probably the hardest one was like. You're given two companies. One's like a utility company, and one's like a fashion company. Um, so, what do you think in terms of like uh, the focus for for tonight? Besides the long short, do you think you're how? I mean, what what's your plan? You think you're going to stay up late? <laughs> yeah, like I'd I'd say probably probably another like five hours. I'm just going to go to the gym. Like I'm gonna like my work gets like all like the Wall Street Journal uh, newspapers. So I'm just going to take take like the weekend edition plus today's edition and just go go like on the treadmill and read that for like an hour and then I'll be like at least somewhat current with everything that's going on and and then kind of besides that I'll run through like the the bond section of uh, 
the guide again and kind of besides that just try to try to hone in on like why i want to do this and then i'll review the like long short but i think that that part should be a little bit easier just just based on that i've i've done them a little bit before so i already have a little rough template on what to do what time is the interview uh 10 a.m Oh, gosh, forget it. I was going to say I could look through your long short quickly. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, no. Okay. Um, all right, man. Was well, there anything else I can do to help you to, to prep? Um, maybe can you, uh, would you be able to shoot me that, uh, the hedge fund guide where you have the like template yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Get me, um, send me your username on the Skype chat and I'll get you access to the hedge fund course and um, I'll send you a link over. And you, I can show you where like all the short stuff is. Okay, perfect, man. And then, yeah, I wouldn't spend like a ton of time developing a new short if you can leverage what you already had, but just put it in a format like a one pager just to help organize your thoughts. Yeah, like in terms of catalysts, like the setup, what you know, what's been happening with the stock, um, did the different valuation metrics, why you think it's overvalued, the catalyst of what's gonna. You know what when you think what's the event or what's going to actually drive it um, the potential mm -hmm. upside potential downside when you'd cut the trade stuff like that yeah definitely um and then the long, um, and then the long a, little, a little bit easier you've been doing long at your yeah. investment funds exactly awesome cool man all right so let's uh let's connect yeah shoot me that i'll get I'll get you access to that and then let yeah definitely keep me updated um and on the on the uh, investment bank, if you don't get it, we may want to schedule another quick session to do a to do a real mock on technical IB for um, the CIBC mm -hmm. interview. Yeah, because that's I think that's like my last uh, last chance for summer for what at least happened, bank. What happened with RBC IB? Nothing. You never heard. I, th of it. I think uh, I think they put me in this one only for the rotational. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a ding potentially there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wonder if you get this offer, if you can still do the CIBC, like if you all have time, do you have to accept on the spot or can you wait? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to see if I end up getting that, but it should be like, I'll let you know, like, cause they'll Cause tell I me either. I think you might go IB. Just yeah. run the, cause he said that the interviewer said uh, if I end up getting an offer that they'll like push the timelines ahead for me so cibc said that yeah okay great yeah. you're like no no no, it's good monday's good and we need any time to prep yeah. <laughs> or tuesday's good yeah. <laughs> cool man okay well maybe we can squeeze in some, one more like a mini mock for uh strict ib if this one doesn't work out i fingers crossed for tomorrow um but obviously you have a lot of work for tonight so i'll let you let you get to it awesome man Thanks. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Talk soon. Right. Keep me updated. Will do. Bye. Yep. Bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. Until next time.